Hello, everyone. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank you all for joining us today. This podcast was recorded and is made available to you by Whitley Penn LLP and WP Wealth LLP solely for informational purposes. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and are not intended to be construed as the provision of financial or investment advice by Whitley Penn or WP Wealth. The information discussed in this podcast is accurate as of the day it was recorded, but may then become outdated over time. Please feel free to contact us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the content presented. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. to the next installment of Start Now, Success Later. My name is Brandon Russ, and I'm an associate advisor at Whitley Penn in the WP Wealth Group. In honor of us recording this right in the middle of tax season, today we're gonna walk through everything you need to know when you file your taxes for the first time. Joining me, I have Emily Landry, Senior Manager in the Whitley Penn Tax Group. Can you quickly introduce yourself and what you do here at Whitley Penn? Of course, thank you so much for having me today, Brandon. I work on a variety of projects here at Whitley Penn, but I focus in our tax-exempt group. I enjoy getting to work with a lot of younger clients and help explain a little bit more about the confusing world of taxes. Um, Before I go ahead and begin filing, there's a few documents and pieces of uh, personal information I'll need to collect. Where can I pull this from? So there's a few common forms. Those include W-2s, 1099s, tuition statements, student loan interest expense, Schedule K-1s, and brokerage statements. These might be sent in the mail, but recently a lot more of these have started to be sent electronically. Um, W-2, so that's probably the most popular one, um, and this comes from your employer. Why is this one so important? So think about taxes being withheld as a sort of piggy bank with the IRS. You guess what you owe them throughout the year, and then you finalize it when you file your tax return. For many of us, the W-2 is our primary source of income and the primary way of putting money in the piggy bank throughout the year. There's also the 1099. Well, I have one of these for all my investment accounts. What information can I find on my 1099s? In a traditional investment account, you would have a 1099 for activity. This might include dividends, interest, capital gains, and losses. So that would be from the sale of stocks or bonds and any fees paid to the advisor. Right. So usually you'll only see 1099s from taxable accounts. That means accounts like IRAs and Roth IRAs usually don't have them. Uh, With that being said, it's still a good idea to check and make sure. Absolutely. Um, So Emily, capital losses, they sound pretty bad. Uh, Are there any positives to capital losses? There actually are. You can take $3,000 of losses and offset income in another spot in the tax return. And capital losses also offset capital gains, meaning if you lost money on Apple this year but were part of the GameStop thread, you were able to actually use your losses to reduce how much you made on GameStop. Yeah, I think a lot of people are in that boat right now. Um, This is especially important if uh, you invested any of your stimulus check like a lot of people did. That's exactly where my husband and I put our stimulus money, so we definitely have a little bit more activity than normal this year. So besides capital losses, what are some of the other ways that I can lower my taxable income? 
You could have a health savings account. You could invest in a 401k if it's not a Roth 401k. Um, you've got traditional IRA contributions and itemized deductions. I want to come back to itemized deductions a little bit later though. And then if you're self-employed, so you work for yourself, you don't have an employer, you can also lower your income by the amount you pay for health insurance throughout the year. Right, so I can either take itemized deductions or standard deduction. What's the difference and when would I take one over the other? So the IRS grants you a $12,400 standard deduction if you file by yourself and that's that amount gets adjusted for inflation each year. If you were to have over $12,400 in deductions, you would probably itemize. And where you would get that $12,400 from is a combination of maybe mortgage interest, property taxes, and charitable contributions. If you work with a tax professional, we make sure to pick which one helps you the most. So you mentioned filing by yourself. Uh, what other ways would I file? So you could file as single, married filing jointly, married filing separately, or as head of household. Single means you aren't married. Married filing jointly means you and your spouse file your tax return together. Married filing single means that you decide to file separately from your spouse for some reason. And then head of household is a filing status granted to an individual that has care of another individual. This is most common with a single parent who has a child that they take care of. For, for the most part, uh, if you're just coming out of school, uh, most people will file single. Um, like Emily said, it really kind of gets dicey when you get married, then you have a couple different options to choose from. Um, but when it comes to filing, if my tax situation is fairly simple, do I really need a professional's help? You might not, but how do you know when something stops becoming simple? You can always get a professional's help, and we recommend that when you start having investments. So that could be an investment in a partnership where you went in with some other friends to create a business together, if you own your own business, or if you have traditional stocks and bonds. Most tax professionals are gonna see their job as something beyond just preparing the tax return for you. We see this as an opportunity to check in on your finances. It's a good place to say, am I where I wanna be? Am I doing something that's out of line with what other individuals are doing? Do I maybe have questions about budgeting or charitable contributions? Something like that. Another reason you might want to file with a professional is so you can file your return electronically. If you listened in on any of the conversations about stimulus payments, the IRS mentioned you would get your stimulus payment faster if you not only filed electronically, but if you included your bank account information. It's easy to do when you file electronically and every professional is going to be able to help you with that. I know I get this question a lot from my friends. Um, as you were saying, a lot of people ages 21 through 30, or really the younger crowd, they don't really have that complicated of a tax situation. Um, when this is the case, I always suggest using TurboTax. Personally, that's what I use, and I found it pretty uh, extremely easy to file on there and reasonable for the price. Um, I think they even offer the option to have the cost deducted from your tax return, which can, makes it all that much more convenient. Um, really just something to think about. Um, Emily, when do I need to file my taxes by, and are there any penalties if I don't file in time? 
You would file by April 15th in a normal year. The past couple of years have not been normal, as we all know. (laughs) First with COVID, and then this year, if you live in Texas like we do, the winter storms were quite an adventure. (laughs) And if you don't have the chance to file on time, so if you can't file by April 15th, you can request an extension. It gives you six more months to file, but it gives you no additional time to pay. So basically, they want that piggy bank trued up on April 15th. So usually when you file, you're filing a state tax return and a federal tax return. However, as you said, both you and I live in Texas and Texas doesn't have state income tax. So do we still need to file a state tax return? There could be an instance where we might need to file a state tax return if we moved during the year from a state that does have a state income tax return requirement, we would want to file there. But we also might need to file in a different state if we had investment activity in that state. So maybe we have oil and gas investments in Louisiana that would trigger a Louisiana filing requirement. Uh, Essentially, if I made money in another state, whether that's by working on an investment, I'll need to file a return in that state. Absolutely. All right. What happens if I didn't report something correctly or maybe I didn't report something at all? Is, Is it possible to fix it? Should I even try? Of course, you can always fix it. You can file an amended return that allows you to correct what happened with the first filing, but sometimes the IRS will try to fix it for you. They'll send what's called a matching notice. So when you and I get our W-2s, it has our social security number, and the IRS links that to our personal tax returns. If they see my social security number in one document, but it's not in my own return, they might just calculate the taxes for me. All right, so last question I have for you. Am I guaranteed a refund when I file? Don't I wish. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. However, if you owe a lot or get a huge refund, we do want to walk through what happened and why we're so far off during the year. And we can adjust that with either your withholding, so we talk to your employer about correcting that, or we would maybe make estimated tax payments. Emily, I want to thank you again for coming on. Do you have any final thoughts to wrap this up? I just say to feel as comfortable as possible asking your tax professional questions. We know taxes are confusing and sometimes even money can be confusing and we're always here to help. Yes, and everyone show appreciation to your tax professionals. I'm sure they're pretty burned out right now. Um, so, and uh, I think they'd really appreciate that. Um, Thank you everyone for tuning in again this week. Please like, comment, subscribe to the Whitley Penn Talks podcast channel wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also visit our website, www.wpwealth.com and give us a follow on LinkedIn. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks.